0: Little Miss Grasshopper Chapter 2 On the Jemmy Pass Not far from the summit of the Jemmy Pass, a narrow path enters the woods, and soon leads to the place where the traveler cannot look without a shudder over the steep walls of rock down into the deep precipice. One beautiful summer evening, a young boy was coming along this wood path. In his hand he held a large red flower, which he had found deep within the woods, and looked at it wonderingly from time to time. Then he came out of the woods into an open place and gazed around, but appeared to find nothing in particular to look at further, and continued his way. Then he stepped into a narrow field path leading to the left up a green slope. There stood two cottages not far apart, each with a small outbuilding behind it, evidently to shelter the animals. One of these sheds was larger than the other, and the cottage also with its brand new door looked more roomy and better kept. This belonged to the guide, Casper, who lived in it together with his wife and two boys, and every year was able to improve something about it because he earned a good deal of money as guide to travelers. In his shed stood not only two goats, like all the neighbors, but for the last two years a fine cow also, which furnished him with wonderful milk and butter. The smaller cottage beyond, with its old worm-eaten door and tumble down shingle roof, belonged to the porter, Martin, the big man, who on account of his powerful build was called Strong Martin. He lived there with his wife and four little children, and behind in his small shed stood his two goats, whose milk had to feed the whole family. All through the summer, especially in fine weather, strong Martin really had a good income. Then he carried traveler's luggage over the jemmy, but he didn't earn nearly so much as his neighbor Casper, who was often away many days at a time with the mountain climbers. In front of the new house door, Caspar's two boys were now standing and were evidently discussing something very important. They were examining, handling, and comparing with great eagerness two objects, which they held in their hands, and when at last they seemed to come to an agreement, they began all over again. The little fellow, who had just come out of the woods to the cottage, now stood still and looked full of astonishment at what was going on in front of the house door. Seppli, come, look, look!' called one of the two boys to him. Seppley drew near. "'His eyes gazed in motionless amazement at what he was shown him. "'See what father brought us from the fair in Bern?' "'Called the larger of the boys again to Seppli, "'and each one of them held up his present. "'What a wonderful sight was offered to Seppli's eyes! "'Chappy and Georgie each held in his hand. "'A large whip in this country called a geese sail.' or lash the strong and yet pliable handle was wound round with little bands of red leather the long white lash was of solid braided leather thongs on on the end hung a firmly twisted round cord of yellow silk with a little tassel at the end this end which could make a wonderful crack was called the whip lash. Sepply looked speechless at the whips. Never in his life had he seen anything so splendid. Now just listen, said Chappie, beginning to swing his whip, and Georgie did the same, and then it cracked and thundered up and down the valley and resounded from all the mountains, so that it appeared to Sepply as if there was nothing grander and more wonderful in the whole world i only had a whip with a yellow lash too he said he taking a deep breath when the two had finally stopped cracking theirs yes you will have to wait for it replied chappy haughtily and with one last tremendous crack he ran away he had to show his whip to other people Georgie ran behind him, but Seppley gazed after the two boys and remained motionless. A heavy weight had fallen on his untroubled heart. He had seen something which he yearned and longed for more than he had ever done before in all his life, and Chappie had said discouragingly, Yes, you will have to wait. It seemed to Seppley exactly as if everything which could make him happy was lost for his whole life. He seized the red flower firmly and threw it away, for to have only a red flower, and never, never to a whip with a yellow lash, turned Seppley against the flower. It flew far away into the field, and Seppley looked after it in silent rage. No one knows how long he would have remained standing there if the door had not opened behind him, and a woman stepped out with a big broom in her hand. "'Where are the boys, Seppley?' she asked curtly. "'Going off with the whips,' was the answer, for they were still before his eyes.' Run and call them home and be quick, commanded the woman. Tomorrow early they will have to go to the mountain, and this evening the gentleman is coming, and there is still much to be done. Run and tell them, Seppley. The younger s- youngster then ran with all his might in the direction where the two boys had disappeared. The woman began to work her broom into every corner into sweep. She was Casper's wife and the mother of the two boys, Chappie and Georgie. That morning a letter had come from her feeling announcing that he and his family would arrive the following evening, hence the great preparation with the broom, which was not unnecessary, for Chappie and Georgie brought a great deal of dirt with their big shoes into the house. Now the two boys came running along with a frightful cracking of whips, neighbor Seppley still behind them, for the sight of the whips drew him irresistibly along. But when their mother called the boys in because they had To help with all sorts of work, Seppley finally turned and went over to his house, but very slowly, like one who bore a great trouble. And Seppley was bearing one, for the whips with the yellow lash hovered perpetually before his eyes, and besides, he heard Chappie's crushing words, "'Yes, you will have to wait!' Over in front of the old house door, on the spot where the earth had been trodden down firmly from a threshing floor, stood Father Martin, striving with a heavy axe to split big, knotty logs of wood into small pieces for the mother to lay on the hearth. In a row in front of their father stood Martheli and Betheli, with big, eager eyes watching his work. "'Sepley, the oldest, now came along, placed himself in the row, "'and opened his eyes wide, for wherever there was something to be seen, "'he was always there. "'But soon his father pointed to the little pieces on the ground, "'said in a more gentle, friendly voice than one would have expected "'from such a big, strong man. "'Well, Sepley, take two at a time in your arms "'and carry them in to Mother in the kitchen, "'so she can cook our potatoes for us.' "'Sepley did immediately as he was told, "'and the work helped him a little to forget his trouble.' But later, when he lay beside Freedley in their little bed, he could not go to sleep at once, as usual. The great hurt rose again before his eyes, and he had to sigh, Oh, if I only had a whip with a yellow lash!